0: Welcome to love you most guys. It is sunny outside that has not been like the case for so long I've literally been just like trying to hang on through the gloom and the cold and the rain and now it is actually sunny this past weekend It was actually really warm. So this um, Weekend when you guys are listening to this now it's actually supposed to be warm again so it's just like putting me in the best mood and I feel like I would thrive if I lived in a really warm area because like The sun just does something to me and it puts me in the best mood. So this episode is gonna be a good one. It's all about how to get out of your lonely era and make new friends. I feel like the minute the sun comes out, that's when we all like want to like make friends. That's when we all want to have friends to do stuff with. And like, I feel like when you are just like wanting to do stuff in the summer, if you're trying to make friends in the summer, it's very hard to do stuff with them because like you haven't made them yet. You know what I mean? So hopefully this episode will just like really help you create the friendships that you want now. So that way, whenever it starts to get warm and you're actually wanting to like go on trips or you're wanting to like go to brunch or go out on your boat or go by the water or have pictures or whatever you'll have friends to do stuff with. I don't know I feel like the second it gets warm I always am thinking like what can I do with the girls like I'm ready to like go do something fun so this is gonna be a good one before we get into the episode. I do want to look through some of the reviews you guys have left again I always say this every every episode, but it means so much to me when you guys leave like reviews just because. I don't really get any other feedback other than when you leave reviews about the podcast. And so when I see them, it just makes me so giddy. I always smile. Um, So yeah, make sure you're leaving any uh, reviews on the Apple uh, podcast, like what's it called? The review section, or you can leave them over on Spotify. Um, I always read those too. And um, one of you guys from the last episode that was all about books Uh, you guys left a little response there and you left it on Spotify and you said, girl, the Alice books, oh my God, they were my favorite growing up. Now I can't uh, find them in libraries anymore. I want to read them again. I literally like, so many of you guys were like the alice books that i was talking about you like totally forgot about them and then you were messaging saying like dude i forgot about those i can't believe like you used to read those um and if you guys didn't listen to the last episode or the last i guess two episodes um one of them was all about books and we talked about books and i was talking about how i read uh the about alice book or just alice books in general by phyllis reynolds naylor who is a uh, young adult author i'm pretty sure loved her books they were so great and that's another reason why i like these uh little reviews because you guys can literally say whatever you want you don't have to say like oh like you know i like you know Feel this way about the podcast or whatever like you can literally say anything that you want and i feel like it's a great way for us to talk because there is no other back and forth you know it's only the like reviews so yeah you guys can also send dms too in the little q a segment at the end of the episode that i'll go through but yeah, so let's get into the episode itself. And then at the end of the episode, we'll have a little book chat. And then we will also have a little Q&A segment. Every Monday, I leave a QA and a box over on the Instagram stories. So you guys can leave any questions you have. And I answer every single question that you guys leave. Um, so yeah, make sure you guys are following over there. I don't post a ton over there, which I feel like is kind of nice because you don't get spammed by a ton of like podcast stuff. I usually post like maybe Once a week, sometimes once every two weeks. So, like, you're not gonna get like posts every single day for the podcast. So, if you're following over there, you're just gonna get like a few trinkets, but you're also gonna get the little section where I leave the Q and A box, Um, and you'll also get little. Like I try to take sound bites from every episode and I'll make like little videos so you guys can save them for later so you can remember what we talked about and be inspired. Um, And again, I never want this like podcast to feel like I'm trying to tell you what to do, like you need to be better or anything like that. I literally just want it to feel like we're on FaceTime, like we're just hanging out. Um, So I hope it always, always, always feels like that and has that same vibe. But let's get into the episode. The first way that you, or the first way to help get out of your lonely era and make new friends is to do things alone. I say this so much, and I have to say this first because I think it's the most important thing. You're probably thinking, like, I'm not gonna make friends if I'm by myself. Like, you're probably thinking, like, I need to have friends to make more friends. Like, I don't know, maybe just like from what we've seen on TV or like, the way it feels like friendships are made it always seems like you're with a group of people and like maybe they introduce you to someone or like let's say you're at a concert with a group of people and then like you go up to one group and like they have a group of friends and you get to know them like i feel like that's how we've kind of felt like friendships are created but i genuinely think that i have made and i have like a good amount of friends like at one point when i first moved back to uh illinois i was really struggling to make friendships and i struggled to make friendships all throughout high school. I struggled to make friendships all throughout college. And I think the thing, like one of the biggest things that has helped me make more friends, I kid you not, is doing things alone. And I think the reason is because people are so like comfortable talking to one one person versus like a group of people. Like, think about it. Let's say you're in a coffee shop and you're sitting next to a group of four girls and then you're at your own table. Now let's say one of the girls is like, Oh my God, I love your top. And you're just like, thanks. Like, what is the likelihood of you being like, let's have a conversation when that girl is at a table for people? Like, it's probably not very likely. I think it's because when you're by yourself or not, we are by yourself when you are with When someone is with, I literally can't talk, when someone is with a group of people, you almost feel like you're bothering them or like you're pestering them by like trying to get in like their conversation or like you're, I don't know, like it's annoying almost. But now let's take that scenario and make it just like one person at a table and then you by yourself. Like that is so different. I feel like if someone who's by themselves says, hey, like I love your top and you are not with that group anymore and you're by yourself and you say, thanks, I feel like it's just a lot easier to have a conversation back and forth because they're not going to feel like they're annoying you. You're also going to not be kind of tied up with that group because like, obviously, if you're with a group, you're not going to want to just like completely ignore them while you're eating or whatever. And that's with anything. If you're at the library, if you're at the bookstore, if you're anywhere, I feel like people are just so much more comfortable talking to one person versus like, multiple people at a time, it just feels less daunting. I have met so many friends just being by myself. And I even find that if I'm with a group of people, like going to do something together, like for example, I go to the gym every week at the same time, and I see a lot of the same people, but there's always new people that trickle into the class that weren't there before. And a lot of the people who've been at the gym for a long time, they kind of like, Are usually up at the front and they usually are in like a group and they like talk and stuff and it's not even like in a clicky way it's just like if you are only gonna see your friends like a certain amount of time during the week like you want to talk to them you know you want to hang out with them and so like some people only go three days a week so they like when they're there they like to like catch up and stuff so before class they'll like sit and talk or stand and talk in like a corner or like the front area I only like sit with the friends that i have already made at the class after the class is over because at the beginning I actually try to work out towards the back or somewhat towards the middle because I really like to meet new friends So I always try to like stand near someone new And then on saturdays they do these things called partner workouts So you like partner up with someone you've never met and I always try to partner up with someone new because like you just that's how you make friends like that's how you meet people and get more comfortable so the biggest thing if you take nothing else from this episode the best way to make friends and get out of your lonely era which honestly can feel just like so it can feel like very daunting to get out of that if you've always been in that like lonely like sad like by yourself i wouldn't say sad because i guess lonely isn't always sad and alone isn't always sad but For me personally, I feel like there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. And I think for a long time, I was just very lonely. And now when I spend time by myself, I'm not lonely, but it's because, and I've had so many episodes on like how to spend time alone with yourself and like get to know yourself and love yourself. And I think that all of those things like really play into like learning to love your time alone. But I think that now that I have more friendships, whenever I am by myself, I really, really cherish it. And so this is probably the most important thing and the thing I'll probably hound on the most because if you're not doing things by yourself, I can promise you, you're gonna really like have a harder time making friends and making friends that are outside of like your friend group because if you're meeting people and you're only meeting people with other people, I can guarantee they're probably in the same like circle or similar circles to you. And so for example, like let's say I'm working out at the gym and one of my friends is like hey i want to introduce you to so and so like this is my friend that friend probably also works out like they probably do because they just have like a similar like a lot of friends they feel like have very similar connections to things similar hobbies or they'll just like maybe they grew up together and went to the same high school or whatever but if you're just in a bookstore by yourself literally and there's a girl who's like looking at the books in the same aisle as you and she picks up a book that you've read you could easily be like, oh, my God, I've read that book and it looks so good. Or they could say the same thing to you. And that right there is a very easy conversation and segue to like making a new friend. Um, I actually was in the bookstore uh, maybe like two weeks ago and I was by myself. but These two girls were in there and they were both shopping, but one of them had kind of separated and went to another aisle. So it was just one girl in the aisle at the same time as me versus like both of them. And she picked up a book and that kind of same scenario happened. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that book. We got to talking, by the end of the conversation, they both had given me their Snapchat and they were like, oh my God, we should like hang out and like all these things. And I just think that doing things by yourself makes meeting people and getting out of your lonely era so much easier. And the next way to get out of your lonely era and make new friends is to make plans with people you know and invite everyone to bring a friend. And I feel like that's a super easy way to make friends. Um, I try to do that a lot. Like if we have friends over to go on our boat, I'll say like, hey, everyone, like bring somebody. Or if I have like a get together, like I used to do um, get togethers where we would watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I feel like those are perfect, like absolutely perfect things to do with friends because sometimes it's awkward to have a dinner. Like I just am, I'm gonna say it, dinners are awkward. And it's because the focus is solely around conversation. And so I don't really like to make friends at dinners because I feel like it's just awkward, like especially with new people. So I try to like, if I'm gonna invite new people to do something, I try to make it like an activity. And so, one thing that's really fun and very easy, like very low stakes is to watch a show together. So I might like invite friends over to watch, um, the bachelorette or the bachelor or love Island or, and I'm not even a big show person. Like I literally have watched like two episodes of how I met your mother in the entire month of February, but to get friends together, I think that watching a show is really like easy because people don't have to do anything. They don't have to get ready. They don't have to like, plan anything. They don't have to get dressed for anything. They literally just have to show up. And so some of my friends who are in med school or who are like in residency, they'll come in their scrubs. Um, Other friends will come straight from work. Some people will come from the gym and they're like wearing workout clothes. It's very, very chill. And I think that that's a really easy way to like make new friends is have like a get together where you're watching a show. Or if you want to have something a little bit more hands-on, you could have like a craft night and i've actually purchased some bookmarks that were only like 10 dollars for a stack of 50 on etsy you can just type in like blank bookmarks on etsy and they'll come up and literally just got some crayons some markers nothing crazy and i invited everyone over to paint bookmarks or color bookmarks super easy again, very low stakes, very cheap. And they all just came over and they were like, oh, should I bring something? I'm like, nope, don't bring anything. I threw in a Jack's pizza, which I think was like six bucks. And that was that. Like that was that. And everyone had a really great time. They were there for hours. And I think we didn't even really like, do the activity that much it was more about just like connecting but i think when there was like a lull it was easy to have that quiet lull because we were like doing something and like very active together and i do stuff like that all the time painting pumpkins outside um even like picnics i feel like picnics are fun but again it's still that same dinner vibe so if you have like an activity that's something that people can do i feel like it's a lot easier so yeah, definitely try that and have everyone bring a friend. I try to do that very often because I feel like it just like expands the people that I know. And I met some of my really good friends by doing that. And another way to get out of your lonely era and make new friends is to join a class, a group, or a gym and I've met some of my closest friends by going to the same classes or the same like gym for like a long period of time. Now, if you join a gym and you go to different classes all the time, it is gonna be very hard to make friends. But if you go to the gym at the exact same time, the exact same days, every single week, I can guarantee, guarantee that you will make friends. Now, I'm not saying that you wanna go to like LA Fitness or ESport or whatever like that big gym is called or like um planet fitness or something like that like go to a gym that's like a smaller gym or go to a class maybe find a pilates class or within that large gym find a small class that you can go to there's like ab buster classes and like all these like random classes that gyms have try to go to something like that spin class zumba or whatever they have available or if you don't want to do something like that go to the library they have tons of book clubs that are free for literally anyone join something and i think it's easy for us to be like oh i want to make friends like oh i don't have any friends and then it's like okay well what are you doing to make friends like you're home every night you're watching your favorite shows you're going to sleep you're waking up you're going to work you're coming home watching your favorite shows and going to sleep and doing the same thing over and over again like if you want to make friends you have to be so intentional about building those friendships but you also have to be intentional when you have those friendships which that's a whole ne- other episode but I think sometimes we can want something and not actually do the action to get us to the point of having the thing that we want. So if you want to make friends, you have to do things. You have to do things alone. You have to be a little uncomfortable. You have to get outside of what you normally do. But once you have those friends, like, I mean, you're set. Like, you're going to have, like, so much fun. You're going to have a great summer. And I think, like, for me in the past, I always felt like I needed to make, like, 20 friends or 30 friends or however many friends, like all at once, like I would just be like, oh, I don't have any friends like this summer. I need to like I want to make like a ton of friends at one time. But like when you think about friendships, think about them in like a very I can't even think of the word. But like if you make one friend this summer, just one friend, that's it. And then you make another friend next summer and you make another friend the summer after that, and you make another friend the summer after that. You have one, two, three, four friends in four years. Four friends is a lot on top of like what you might already have. Maybe you have two friends right now or maybe you have one friend, that's five friends. And as you continue to get older, you'll continue to make friends, whether it's at work or different like groups that you join or whatever. And I feel like I now as a thirty-year-old, 31 year old, I really wanna like look back at my 21 year old self and be like, well, of course you didn't have friends. Like you had just gotten out of high school and you didn't really have a ton of like close friends in high school and you went to college and then you got out of college, moved from that city to a totally different city, like of course, of course you're struggling to make friends. Like you've taken yourself out of two completely different environments and now you're in a another third environment that's also very different. Give yourself grace and with that grace, just try to do a couple new things here and there, try to do something new and the friends will come you just have to like actually get out there and another thing that will help you get out of your sad and lonely era and make new friends is to be bold and say yes it can be so easy for literally anyone if someone invites you to do something on a saturday i feel like if it's especially if it's last notice i'm so bad at that like if someone asked me to do something last notice i cannot stand it. I literally can't stand it. But if someone asks me to do something last notice, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do it. Like I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't want to go to the pottery class. I don't want to go to the farmer's market. If it's last minute, I don't want to do it. And even sometimes if it's like a week in advance, by the time that it comes, like sometimes I'm just so tired after the week. Like I'm just like, I just don't feel like doing it. But then I remind myself like, okay, what are the things that I want out of life? I want to build connections with family, build connections with friends. I want to like do fun and exciting things. They don't even have to be crazy. Like I just want to have life, not be monotonous. And to break up the monotony, you have to do things and it doesn't even have to be expensive, but you have to to actually do things. So I think when you think back on your goals and like what you want out of life, and like when you think big picture like when you look back on 2024 like what like do you want it to look like for me i want it to look like joyful and i want it to look like i don't know very full very full of friendship and family full of new experiences like i'm actually going to a pasta making class in a few weeks and i've never done that and i'm really excited for it also like there is a ceramics class in town like i would love to do like a pottery making class because they have one of those here in town and i've never been there's just so many things i want to try and i'll see it on the internet or my friends will talk about trying it and i just won't do it and i don't know when you look at your 2024 what do you want it to look like and think about at the end of the year, like, will you be happy if you are doing the same thing every single night over and over and over again versus taking a chance, being bold, saying yes when people invite you to places or trying new things that are outside of your comfort zone? Like, no one is going to hold your hand. Like, I feel like when we were kids, our parents would be like, okay, we're going to put you in Girl Scouts or we're going to put you in skating or we're going to put you in whatever. Like, no one's doing that anymore. We're adults. And so no one is going to make you stop watching Netflix and go and like make some friends at a book club. Like no one's going to make you do that. And so you kind of have to make yourself. And I feel like whenever I think about how I want my year to look, that really encourages me to like try something new. And maybe you won't like it and that's okay. Like that is okay if you don't like it. You can try something else and you have tons of time to try all the things and love and dislike and, you know, enjoy, not enjoy all the things. That's just a part of life. And another way to get out of your lonely era and make new friends is to stop stop traveling every weekend. <laughs> and I'm going to say that again cuz somebody needs to hear it. If you want to get out of your lonely era and stop and start making friends, you have to stop traveling every weekend. And I think this is a big one for me because I always felt like, okay, the dream is to travel all the time. Like I I think I just felt like that because I don't know why. I just like felt like that was like what I wanted out of life. I wanted to travel, which isn't bad. But when again, I look back at my goals of like what I want out of my life, I really like one big thing is I really want my life to be full of friendship, full of family. And those are probably the two most important things to me. And I really want, like, I don't know, just like, those close people in your life who feel like family and family members who obviously are family, but to be so close with them where I like know what's going on in their life at all times. And like just those relationships to be very, very deep and travel is something I've also always loved, but I think it's really hard to balance the two. And I feel like when you're starting out to build friendships, you have to, Put intentional time into them in the same way you would a relationship. And I think sometimes people act like you don't. Like, if you're dating someone or like, you know, married to them or whatever, and you don't go on a date with them for, let's say, three months, and you don't text them, and maybe you send like a couple funny memes throughout the week, and that's pretty much all you do, like, that relationship is going to quickly decline. Like, you would think that was weird, you know? Like, if you went weeks without talking to your like partner or significant other or whatever you'd be like this is weird like are we even dating like are we even together but then friendships for some reason i feel like we have as just a community world society state city whatever we've all collectively been like well it's okay if i don't talk to my friend for a while like that's normal like i'm a low maintenance friend like it's fine but i just feel like that's weird I feel like that is so weird. (laughs) Like, and maybe because our communities in the past, I think that our communities used to be more like connected where like a lot of us lived in walkable cities and, or walkable areas. And like, I don't know, you would walk next door to the neighbor and borrow some from, from them like sugar or flour or whatever. And like, just, I think things are a little bit more connected. And now I just think that the way that cities are built and towns are built, they're just not really created in the same way. But I also think our priorities have shifted a little bit. And I think for me, I really want to, and it's hard, but I want to try to keep friendship and family as a very high priority. And I don't know, I think to do that, like you really, really, really have to Make intentional time for those people. And I think if you're traveling every weekend, you're going to miss out on all the fun things that you could be doing with friends. And then you're going to look back at the end of the year and be like, yeah, I went on a lot of super fun trips. But like, I again don't have any friends or don't have close friends or don't have best friends. So it just really depends on like what you want out of life. And I don't think it's bad to travel. I don't think it's bad at all because I love traveling. But I do think that if you are going to travel, you have to like realize, well, maybe at the end of the year, I won't have. The same like friendships that I've wanted at the beginning of the year, or I won't have the same connections that maybe I'm desiring. Or if you let go of the traveling and you like really dig deep into, you know, building friendships, you might have to be like, okay, maybe this year isn't going to be a big travel year. Maybe it's going to be like, you know, one small trip that's like a short drive away or something like that. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's bad to travel, but I do think that spending intentional time with friends takes a lot of time in your own city and i'm not even saying like because i think in our heads sometimes if we have friends that live far away it's like oh we can travel to them which is great but if you're like wanting to build friends in your own town maybe you move to a new city or maybe your friends from high school moved away and you still live in the same hometown and they don't live near you if you're wanting to build friends in your town you have to actually be in that town so Uh, yeah. The next thing that will help you get out of your lonely era, make friends is to be intentional about staying connected. And I think that one, I kind of already covered a little bit, but I think it goes even further in the sense of like, you have to text, call FaceTime, reach out to them. And I think that this is a hard thing because as adults, like we just have a lot going on. Like we're just, we have a lot going on and I'm not saying you have to reach out to them every single day or every other day or every week. But I think that in the same way you build relationships with your partner or just someone that you are romantically involved with, I think that we should put as much or close to as much intention into those friendships too. And that's how you grow deeper friendships. And the last thing to help you get out of your lonely era, well, I guess there's two, three more things. Wow. I didn't realize there were this many, but I'll kind of combine them all together. Um, the last three things to help you get out of your lonely era and make new friends is to be patient, to visit the same places over and over and to focus on being a good friend. Patience is a big thing and that kind of goes back to when I was saying that like, if you make one friend this year, one friend next year, one the year after that, like that's a good thing. Don't pressure yourself to make all your friends at at once. Be patient and just give yourself time and grace to create those connections and visit the same places over and over. Go to the same gym, the same book club, um going to go to a lot of the same places at the same time the same coffee shop same bookstore Um, i promise you'll see a lot of the same people and focus on being a good friend and this is one i think that we can drop the ball on a lot because it's easy to be like oh i want to make all these friends like i want new people in my life but what about your best friend from high school or what about that girl who's been like trying to get brunch and you've just kind of like Blown off a few times. Like, what about the people who are already in your life who are already trying to fill into you? What about them? So, try to be a good friend to the people you already have because I think that's really important too. And um, let's get into some of the questions that you guys had for our little Q and A segment. Segment. I cannot talk today. Like, I literally don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe I'm too maybe I'm too excited about the uh, sun. Uh, but one of the things you guys asked was, has ever, anyone ever told you, you look like Jordan Sparks? I've actually never gotten that surprisingly, but thank you. Cause she's beautiful. One of you asked how to deal with changing friendships. I feel like I don't understand my bestie anymore. That's a hard one. Um, and I take a deep breath because, um, over the years, I've had a lot of friendship breakups and I've had a lot of friendship distancing where we've just grown apart and there's nothing necessarily wrong. It's just, we're different people. And remind yourself that it is normal to grow separately from someone who you've had in your life for years. But like, if you met the person when you were 16, and now you're 26, that's 10 years, that is 10 years between you guys of like growth and change and life being just different and 10 years of experience that maybe has changed you or them into someone that is different. And that's fine and people don't always mesh. And I hate the term when people will say like, oh, like we have, um, what's the, I can't even think of it. When people are like, um, I've grown out of them. Cause that almost feels like one person's better than the other. I don't think that that is maybe the nest, the best way to frame like your friendship. But when I think about friendships and I'm not like connected with anymore. I just think that we've grown apart and that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that to grow apart from someone that you met when you were younger or even like three years ago, because a lot can change in three years. You might be a totally different person than you were when you guys met and that's okay. But I think the best way to deal with that is to really see, is that someone you really want in your life? Like, the person they are now, not who you used to be, not the friends that you guys had in college or high school, not your connection. Then the person they are now is the person they are now. Someone you want in their, in your life. And if it is try to be very intentional about letting them into your life, whether it's making brunch plans, whether it's texting them, FaceTiming them. Um, I think we can get into a rhythm of just not being connected. And sometimes it's not even, like anyone's fault. It's just life getting in the way. So if you want that person in your life, be very intentional about making time for them. One of my friends, we actually get together literally once a week. I kid you not. My friend Taylor, we go to bookstores. We go to brunch. We do something once a week because I know that that's a friendship I will want forever in my life. And so if this is someone you want in your life, make sure you make time for them. Another question you guys asked is, um, how do you deal with family members who haven't treated you the best? Um, They're not a part of my life, and that's with anyone. Like, whether you're a friend, whether you're family, like, just if you aren't treating me in the way that I feel I deserve, you are not going to be a part of my life. And that's not not to say that I've had these, like, huge conversations like, you will not be connected to me like you know we're not gonna be family or friends or whatever like it doesn't need to be that serious and i think tv kind of makes us feel like it needs to be just distance yourself from them just like put some space between you and that person like for me i have some family members who they just they're not like bad like i don't really think that there's anyone who's just like inherently bad but i think that there's some people who just genuinely don't mesh and for me i have some family members where i'm like every time I see you, you talk down to me. You are not, and it's not even towards me. It's just towards everyone. Like you have just this very negative attitude towards the world. You don't seem to enjoy life. And that rubs off on me a lot. And I find that I take on a lot of people's emotions very often. Like I'm very, um, I don't know, like easily influenced in that way. Like, if you're mad, I'm probably going to be mad. If you're irritated, I'm going to be irritated. In the same way that, like, if you're happy or inspired by life or whatever, I'm going to also take on those things. And I think we do take on more from our friends and family than we really, like, really think that we do. But those people, I just do not see them. Like, I do not make time for them. Like if, I mean, I guess a a lot of them are not really asking to hang out with me like personally one-on-one, but if they were, I would make sure that they are just not a part of my life. And I don't know. I think sometimes it feels like we need to have these huge conversations with people. And sometimes you do, sometimes those are needed, but I think more often than not, life is so busy. Like no one is really like, checking their calendar like okay it's been a whole month since i've seen shaughnessy like you know why is she not hanging out with me like that's probably not i don't know that's probably not like what people are thinking like no one's thinking about you that much or me or whoever um so for me if there is a family member or just friend i don't want in my life or don't want to see often i just don't hang out with them and if they're like constantly trying to like hang out or something then that's one thing but usually that's not the case I know for me, like I have some family members that go to like family reunions, and like I just usually don't go to them. Sometimes I will. I haven't been in like years, and a large part is because I just don't want to see people that I don't want to see. And I think with friends, it's the same way. Like I just try not to be in those the same spaces that those people are going to be in. Um, And I feel like it's healthier just for me overall. Another question you asked was, What are your favorite comfort shows? Uh, I don't really have any. Like, I was dead serious when I said that I've watched like two episodes of How I Met Your Mother in the entire month. And I think that's why a lot of people ask, like, How do you read so much? Because I've read like 17 books this month. And it's genuinely because I just don't watch a lot of TV, like at all. And I used to watch TV more, but then I started reading again. And I don't know, TV has just fallen to the wayside. I haven't really had an interest in it. So. If I had to pick any comfort show, it would probably be How I Met Your Mother because there's a lot of nostalgia there or like old Disney movies and things like that. But I don't know. I feel like I have comfort books more than anything. One of you guys did ask top three books you would reread over and over. And I'd probably say Love and Other Words by Christina Lauren. Um, Before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan. And oh, that's good. Oh my gosh, this is a hard question. Um, I feel like I always have these books that i just like love so much maybe the third one would be like the magnolia parks universe like the whole series i don't know if i could pick just one book from the series because i feel like if i'm going to start one book i want to read the whole thing again so probably that series like jessa hastings is one of my favorite authors so i feel like i would want to continually read her books again and again another question you asked was how do you change your morning and night routine change it incrementally so change it like in very very small ways so for me um Just last fall, I added in like waking up at 5 a.m. to read. But before that, I did not wake up at 5 a.m. to read. And before that, I didn't eat breakfast. So one thing I wanted to do was add in actually eating breakfast every morning. And so I think sometimes just with any morning routine, night, night routine, whatever, um it's easy for us to think like all right we're gonna make all these changes you know it's my birthday or it's the new year whatever like i'm gonna do all this stuff but i don't think that that's actually attainable so for my life i really try to make very small changes every couple months or even like a year like literally last year i went to the gym three times a week the the year or not three times a week uh four times a week the year prior to that i went to the gym 3 times a week. The year prior to that, I went to the gym 2 times a week. I've been at the same gym gym for 4 years. Now this year, I go to that gym 4 days a week, but then I go to Pilates 2 days a week. So, it has taken me from like the minute I stepped foot into that gym literally years to get to the point of going to the gym and like working out as much as I do now. But if someone asked me, like, how often do you work out? And I was like, oh, like I work out this many times, like six times a week. They're probably like, oh, my God, like I want to do that. And I feel like most people would be like, well, I'm going to start doing that. Don't start doing that. Start doing what's comfortable for you. And that's with anything, whether you want to start reading in your morning routine or whether you want to start, I don't know, just like putting your phone upside down and not looking at it 30 minutes before bed or 30 minutes when you wake up whatever sounds good to you start in very very small bite-sized pieces so the one most important thing for you for your morning routine or night routine what is it like you can probably think of it off the top of your head for me it was waking up at 5 a.m. to read. Before that, it was getting on like a consistent workout, like movement routine. Um, Before that, it was eating breakfast and like watching the sunrise, like certain things like that. Like before bed, I like to use perfume and like spray a little perfume just to make it like a cozy vibe. There's certain things that I love every morning and every night, but it has taken me years to increment, incrementally add those into my schedule. So try to add in like one thing just one thing this year don't think about anything else just that one thing and give yourself time to master that one thing even if it's something that's like fun to you like if you want to like read or if you want to I don't know. It doesn't have to be like something bad or hard. Like, I think sometimes when we think of habits, we think of like, oh, this hard thing I don't want to do. But sometimes this thing you just genuinely need to do, like eating breakfast for me, I would just get so busy where I would just skip breakfast or lunch. And then it's like, okay, your body literally needs food for fuel. So you need to eat something. And now I eat breakfast and I am trying to eat lunch. I'm still working on that, but I'm giving myself grace and time to do it. So um, that's probably the best way to change any morning night or just routine in general is to add things in in very small ways and do that thing for maybe a full year. Like it doesn't have to be like every few months you change something. Do it maybe as long however long it takes for you to get comfortable doing it, but do it consistently. And I feel like once it's consistent you like won't want to take it out of your routine almost in the same way that you like brush your teeth every night or like shower however many, you know, times or whenever you do it. Like once it becomes a habit, it feels weird not to do it. And that's usually how like it, I don't know, becomes whenever you add something in consistently. And the last question you asked was, have you thought about living off the grid or not in the U S? Um, not really. Like I've thought about it in a sense. as like, Oh my God, this country, like, wow, there's so many things that need to be better. But then I think about my family and that for me is really important. And I know like they're not going anywhere. So as long as they're here, I'm gonna be here in this, you know, this country that we have. So yeah, I don't know. I don't think that I would ever leave, but I've definitely thought about like, you know, hightailing it over to like Canada. Oh my gosh, not me yawning. Oh my gosh. Um, Hightailing over to Canada or just taking like a long trip to somewhere fun. Um, But I haven't thought about, like, realistically living anywhere else just because, like, my family is here and it would, like, crush me if I couldn't see them often. And if I was living in, like, Paris or just, like, living literally anywhere else, um, it would be a long plane ride for them to get to me. And, like, a lot of my family, they're not, like, big flyers. So um, yeah, it would just be really hard to see them. So I have really like thought deeply about doing that because I just love my family so much. So let's get into the little book segment before we hightail it out of here. And I go enjoy this warm weather. Um, for books, I've read six, 17 books this month, and I've read a lot of duds, a lot of duds, but I have read some incredible reads. I read this could be us by Kennedy Ryan. And that was a five-star read for me. I feel like i can't stop talking about this book it doesn't even come out until march 5th but i got like an advanced reader copy which i feel so honored to have been able to read and when you get an advanced reader copy you just give your genuine honest opinion like you're not getting anything from it other than the physical book um but i love before i let go which is which was a five-star read for me and this was the second book in that series and this book was just so good if you like if you're like a romance reader but you also like to have another subplot like something else going on outside the romance I feel like this was a good one to read it talked a lot about like loving yourself and like solo dating and being fine on your own and so that just like hit so hard because I feel like last year was a year and the year before was the year that I really honed in on that more than ever so I really enjoyed that book and then I read The Teacher by Frieda McFadden. I rated that one four stars. It was really, really good. Her thrillers just get me. Like every time I'm like, I think I know what's gonna happen. And then I just like, I'm like, okay, you were way off base. And so her books definitely leave me like just what the heck happened. I didn't even realize that was gonna happen. I read Luca this month, which really got me into urban romance. And that was a four star read for me. I think what's the cool thing about life is that there's always something to be explored and something that, like, I haven't found out about yet. And, like, it was cool because I read Luca by Gray Huffington. And I don't think I'd ever read like a true urban romance before that. And I read it and I was like, whoa, okay, I need to like pick up a million other books, like a million other urban romances, because this was a vibe. Like it was giving mafia vibes. Like if you like dark romance, I feel like you'd like urban romance because it's kind of like, like the guy is like touch her and you die. Like I'm going to protect her at all costs. I'm like an alpha male vibe. And it was just like, it was a good, good book. And it made me realize that I'm missing out on so many other books because I'm like kind of reading the same type of books. Like even with romance, there's so many different options. Like I could be reading dark romance, or I could be reading um, urban romance, or I could be reading romanticcy, like tons of different, almost like genres in the genre. Like you, that's not what it is, but you know what I'm trying to say. And I feel like this book almost made me realize like wow there are so many books out there that you haven't picked up because they're not like a fluffy little romance like i normally read or thriller or they're not like a heartfelt romance like i feel like i stick to kind of the same types of books so this year i really want to like branch out and read more books outside of the genres that i normally read so i'm actually going to go book shopping with a friend really soon and hopefully pick up just some more like good books. I recently went to Chicago and went shopping with a friend there and I got so many good books, but a lot of the books were like literary fiction and contemporary fiction, which is so rare for me. I ended up getting yellow face. I picked up um, a book by James Baldwin. I picked up um, a lot of books for just like deep thought and things that I probably never would have picked up. In the past but now that i read luca which is so weird because it was such a random book that i wasn't expecting to like love but since i read that book i was like okay there are so many different genres that you have not jumped into yet so i kind of want to just try see what i like see what i don't like i think in my head i'm like okay i'm not gonna like this like it's just not my vibe like contemporary fiction literary fiction i've read a few books that i enjoy in that genre and there's a few that i just have not liked Some of them feel boring and pretentious to me. And I know they're all not that way. And I think that's just like a stereotype I got to get over. But yeah, I am really excited to dive into more and find like one book that I'm just going to be like, wow, I'm so glad I jumped into this new genre. This was really fun. So uh yeah, that's all for our book segment. I, it seems like we've answered everything, and since I can barely talk today, I feel like this is probably good that the podcast is ending. One of you guys actually messaged over on the You Most Pod Instagram on the post, um, like the one of the most recent posts, and you were like, "Oh my god, I love your podcast," and that makes me feel so good. And like, I don't know. I think when people create things, it almost feels probably to you as the listener like. I don't know, like people are already, I can't even think of the word. Like when someone is creating something new, it probably feels like everyone is enjoying it or loving it. But like y'all, some of those bad reviews had me down bad. Like I was like, do people even like this podcast? Like what's the point? Like, are people even listening? Like, obviously people are, I can see like in the analytics and stuff, people are listening, but like I don't really get in my head about negative comments on other platforms, and I think it's because they've been around for a while. Like, I have so many friendships on Instagram and so many on YouTube and so many on TikTok that the good outweighs the bad. But on this podcast, y'all, we are a very tight-knit, cute, little, fun community, and getting, like, negative messages about the podcast and being so new to it, like, I don't even know how to edit still like i'm still learning i'm still very very deep in the learning process it kind of shakes you to your core when someone's like hey you kind of suck like you're talking about the same stuff over and over again or you're not relatable or you're whatever like i can't even remember what some of the messages said like um i think there were like two negative reviews on apple Podcasts. i can't even remember either way should it bother me no it definitely shouldn't i should definitely have thicker skin than that but i think when you're trying something new it just is scary. And that's like, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, it is scary. And I think that it's easy to take people's like opinion and thought to heart, especially if it's negative. So all of those messages mean so much to me more than anything, more than you can even imagine. And I think it's just because this podcast is so new and I still feel like a little beginner, like a little baby. But I feel like when I look back on old episodes, when this first, like my first episode came out, I feel like I'm so much more comfortable than I was on the first episode. And I feel like I can share my stream of thought a little bit easier. Like in the past, I feel like I had to be a little bit more like almost scripted. Like I didn't really know like how to transition and like say things in the right way. Like I just wanted to be a little bit more poised because I didn't really know what I was doing. Now I feel like we're really getting comfortable. Like we're really getting to the meat of this podcast. And that's kind of where I feel very proud that we've created such a great community and space to hang out. And again, as always, I hope that this feels just like we're literally just hanging out. Like Because we are. So I love you most, more than anyone you know. Well, maybe not, but I love you a lot. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye, guys.